Hello and welcome to Loving Your Life Mindsets podcast with me, Melissa Unger. Thank you for joining me today. Last week, after I uploaded my episode, I had a real big congratulations email and a text from Buzzsprout. They said, you have completed your 75th episode. And I was like, oh, shoot, I thought I was like on 72 or 73. And so guess what, guys? Welcome to episode 76. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about something that affects us deeply, how we're valued, the needs that we have inwardly, because every day we have stressors. We have things that just drive us nuts and irritate us. And the people that we vent those things to may not be giving you the response that you need inwardly. We're going to discuss why that is and how to change that around today. Because after all, we are becoming a new version of ourself, right? And so this is another step in that process. Thanks for joining me and let's get some coaching in on how to change this around. Welcome to the Loving Life Mindsets Podcast with me, Melissa Unger. I share science, methods, and personal stories to help women who are on a journey to have the healthiest mindsets that they can possibly have. So don't wait any longer. It is time for you to start loving your life. Hey there, family. Every day we have something that happens to us, and sometimes we have more than just one thing that happens to us. But there's so many factors that go into how you handle these things that happen that you cannot control, right? You can't ever control what happens to you, but you can always control how you react. And if we are undernourished, if we are exhausted, you know, if we're not getting the rest we need, if we are not taking a time out for ourselves and doing something for ourselves to recharge our batteries, our fuses are very low. And it's crazy because then we are so very self-centered and all we think about is how everything is affecting us. My coworker did this to me. The traffic was like that today. I am just overwhelmed. I cannot handle all these things coming at me. You know, and I mean, you've done it yourself. You've heard people in that same boat saying those same things. And pretty soon, rather than being that ripple in a pond that reaches out in a positive way, you're very self-centered and you're this huge drip, not caring how that ripple is being tolerated. And you might find yourself in a position where you are venting to somebody, either your spouse, your significant other, a close friend, and they just either roll their eyes or they don't give you the response that you need. And that can either add to the stress, well, most of the time it does add to the stress, but it also can make you resentful. It can make you just even angrier, you know? And the the whole bottom line is the fact of not feeling valued, not feeling listened to, 
not feeling important in that other person's eyes. I feel like one of the biggest problems with this whole scenario is the lack of compassion on both sides. Not just the lack of compassion that you may be experiencing, but the lack of compassion that you are having for the person that you are venting to. My eyes were open to this one time when I I didn't even realize I was venting, but the person I was talking to was not in an emotional or mental state to handle what I was saying. And sometime later said, well, you know, I really need you to ask me if I am going to be able to handle any kind of frustrations that you may convey to me. Because last time you were talking about this, this, and this, and I was really not in a place where I could handle it. And I honestly was taken aback because I didn't realize that I was complaining for one, but I also had never thought that whoever I'm talking to may not be prepared to listen to it. And even in that instance, when I didn't know, you know, that I was complaining, it made me more mindful with not only this person, but other people, right? If I'm having just this day that has been so frustrating, one thing after another coming and, you know, menopause with the, with the hormonal roller coaster and just, you know, everything that gets to us once in a while, lack of sleep, um, ugh, just you know how it is, guys. You know how it is. These things all compile and they can just put so much added pressure on you. So now when I just want to come home and tell my husband all this stuff that went wrong today, I stop and think about it first. I think about, you know, what was his day like, you know, and I'll come in before I say anything. I look at him. I say, hi, honey, how are you? I do the proper greeting rather than just come in and and unload, right? Because to be honest, do any of us like that? You could be having a really great day and just be so hyped up on good things going through your mind and feeling, you know, the top of the world. And then someone comes in and they pretty much just like word vomit all over you about how horrible their day has been and how bad the traffic's been. And man, I tell you what, If that does not pop your balloon, nothing will, right? And you can just feel their stress. And so you start feeling stress as well because that's one of the things that's contagious. They always say like a smile is contagious and most of the time it is. But when you're feeling stressed and you're conveying that to other people, that is also so contagious. A bad attitude will cling on to people faster than a good attitude, Have you noticed that a lot of times the negativity will absorb into you more than the positivity? In fact, for some people, when you have a positive person bouncing around in your life, it could be really irritating, right? And so it shouldn't be that way because we need more positivity, but that's, that's just how some people roll. But when you have the negative, when you have the stress, and you don't take that time to consider who you're talking to and what where they're at in their state of mind. You can add all of that stress onto them, which may have them in turn kick back a response that you aren't looking for. 
maybe it frustrates them because they were in such a great mood and then you kind of came in and and threw up all over it, right? And I mean, maybe these analogies are gross. I don't know, but that's pretty much what it feels like. And so they come back with something like, you always come home complaining or why can't you do something different? Why can't you avoid that person? Why can't you avoid taking that way home? I told you, you know, the, oh, the old, uh, I told you so thing, which never makes anybody feel good. Uh, and that can come like shooting back at you. And you feel more irritated and more stressed because you don't feel like this person that should be on your side in your corner is on your side. You don't feel like you're being validated. You feel like they're totally turning on you. And that can be really frustrating. But at the same time, you start with this like jousting back and forth, you know, because of that reaction and you get madder and pretty soon these sparks are flying. When all of this could have been avoided by a couple of simple strategies, Okay, if you are doing this and you're wanting to just totally be a new version of yourself to put that old version behind, this is one of the things that you are going to have to work on. And this is going to be like your homework. Okay, with my clients, I give them homework because just because we have like a 30 minute session is not going to solve their life. You know, you have to have a homework. You have to do things actively for several times in order for it to become the new norm. And so your homework with all this whole scenario is first have compassion for yourself, but have compassion as well for the person you're going to be talking to. Realize where they might be in their emotional mental state. If they are having an equally horrible day, They're not going to be receptive to you bouncing in and just spewing, you know, and then it's going to become a competition. Well, this is what happened in my day. And this is, and neither one of you are going to be able to comfort the other because you've in this competition now. And if you're a highly competitive couple, then you're going to one up each other and it's just not going to be a good night. And then if you have kids witnessing all of this and they come in feeling all of that stress and all that negativity, what does that do to their little emotional system, right? So you got to think about these things and diffuse it. First, you know, you just might be so fed up. You're sick of your coworkers. You're sick of the traffic. You're sick of the situation. You're sick of a family member. All of these things that just add up to be such a stressor. But before you just spew that, do some homework. Okay, work on yourself. Learn to have compassion for whoever it is that you share these things with. They have feelings. They matter too, right? When we're in the midst of all this stress and all this chaos, we feel like we're the only ones and that we're the only thing that matters. And, you know, it's a nice fantasy, but it's not reality. Okay, take in consideration the other person and where they're at. And the next thing you need to do is communicate adequately. Practice your communication skills. By that, when I mean when things are diffused, when things are more relaxed, discuss with each other. Hey, you know, when I come in and I'm just so stressed and fed up from the day, 
this is what I need from you. How can I get that from you? How can I let you know these things that are bothering me without putting you in the same bad mood or making you just get totally defensive and come back at me to where we fight all night? And how can I diffuse your stress? How can I help you calm down and feel better? Okay, and then maybe even come up with a code word. Right? When you come in, if you normally say, hey baby, how are you? Then that's great. If you come in in that mood and you need to warn them, you know, have that consideration to warn them. Maybe you can say hi or hello and that way they know and they can come back with, okay, great. Would you like a glass of wine? Would you like a glass of tea? You know, something where they know that you've had a bad day, but they can help start relaxing you before you just spew it all out. And if they are not in the mood to hear it, they need to be able to put that boundary up too and just say, let's have a glass of tea. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's go out for a walk, you know, together. So that way you both know, hey, right now is not the right time. Let's do something to decompress first, and then we can discuss it. And this is so healthy for yourself and for your spouse and for your relationship and for the family, right? It's so healthy. And it just takes a couple of things, just some communication and getting to know each other's um, triggers, getting to know what is going to help rather than hinder Okay, and you may need, when you've had a really rough day, let's say you have a high stress day and you just, you can't even imagine going home and figure out what the heck you need to make for dinner or come into the messy house or come in and have laundry and have all these chores on top of what you're dealing with. Maybe you can convey to your spouse that when I let you know I've had a really rough day, What I would absolutely love is if you could take over a couple of the chores. Maybe you could get dinner started. Maybe you can suggest something like, hey, I'll put on a movie. Hey, I'll put on this music. Just to help each other, right? And not add to it. Because the things that make us feel most devalued is coming back at us with an I told you so. Coming back at us with that exasperated type of thing, rolling your eyes, um, completely ignoring you, turning around and going the other way. Those things do not put you in that safe place with that person. Those things do not help build a relationship, right? They, They pretty much destroy it. They add resentment. They add things such as, okay, you are not my safe place. You are not somebody I can come to. You know, and then flip that over too and ask yourself, are you doing that for your significant other, your friend, your spouse? Are you doing that to them too? Making them feel like you are not a safe place to come. You know, we're very moody people. We are very um, all about number one type of mentalities. And once we remember that and realize that, that helps diffuse a lot. Like, okay, I am not the only princess in this house. 
You know, or I'm not the queen of this house all the time. Everybody has to bow to me. No, it's got to be mutual. You have to have that communication. You have to have that mutual respect for each other. And it just takes a little bit of communication. And so do that homework, right? Practice having compassion for your others, even if you, even with your kids, right? Your kids come in from school having a bad day, being picked on. I mean, it's horrendous what kids go through nowadays compared to what we did when we were in school, right? There's so much crap that goes on for them. And they can come home and just totally be grouchy, upset, you know, even scared, depending on if it's a bully situation. You know, I mean, they, they face a lot. And for us to totally just kind of mow over that and not realize that it's important for them to feel valued and them to have their feelings too, you know, and not be barked at to change their attitude and get onto their chores and that room better be clean and get that homework done. How would we like that? You know, we walk in and we're so upset and so mad about our day and our spouse just like tells us, you just better shape up that attitude and get dinner started. And hey, what about that laundry that's not folded? And oh, these floors are horrible. Get to it. I want it done before you go to bed. How would you like that? You know, I mean, think about that. If you do that with your kids or your grandkids, stop it. You're not helping the situation. You are not, you are not bettering their self-esteem and their place in the family, Right? And we don't even think of that because we think, oh, they'll get over it. They're young. It's just fleeting things. It can't be as important as what I have to deal with when in reality it is. And it affects them head to toe. It affects their ability to focus and concentrate. It affects their ability to feel self-worth and value. It affects their ability to withstand the peer pressures and the influences to either do drugs or alcohol or get into a whole group of kids that you really don't want them into, you know? So, I mean, this is a full circle of everything. If we want to be valued, if we want to have that mutual respect and we want to have that compassion, we need to have it for those in our households as well. That is your homework. That is what I want you to start working on because it is so important, guys, This is going to be a life changer for you and it is going to definitely leave that old version of yourself behind because you're doing something new and different and it's going to change the whole tide of your life. It's going to change your family life. It's going to change your work life. It's going to change your inner thoughts. It's going to change your inner love for yourself and for others. So before you come home and you unload all your stress on your significant others and family members and friends, remember to be mindful of where they're at. Have communication. Figure out your code words. Figure out how you guys can communicate without adding each other's stressors more to each other. All right, that's what I have for you today. Um, I hope that you don't have stressors that are just freaking you out and giving you a hard time. And if you are, I hope that you take these suggestions in and really think about it and start working on it. Breathing is the key as well. 
If you can breathe through your nose and expand your rib cage in and out, in and out, nice and slow, that is going to help you to remain calm and relaxed. Pay attention. Are you breathing out of your mouth? Are you breathing through your nose? If you're breathing out of your mouth, a lot of times that signals to your brain that there's big stuff going on and you need to be uptight. So remember that. These are just a couple extra little tips I meant to talk about earlier on in the podcast and did not want to end this session without telling you about it. Your breathing is so important and you need to make sure when you're doing it, you take deep breaths, expanding your rib cage, exhaling and bringing it back in. Hold your breath at the top, nice and easy, release. Rib cage out, rib cage in, and that is going to signal to your brain it's time to relax. Okay, guys, I hope you have a fabulous week. Thanks for joining me on episode 76. Eek! Not too many more till I get to 100. You guys have a great day. God bless. <laughs> hey. Wait, is it seriously legal to have this much fun? 